Good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And hey, I got to tell you, today is an awesome day. I have my buddy Joe Giletti coming on here in just a second. He's, I'm going to bring him on. I am so fired up about this dude. Now listen, I know that I've known this guy. We've been friends on Facebook for several years. Um, but I honestly, I'm excited to hear his story because I don't know a whole lot about Joe except for he's like a rock star, a global <laughs> rock star, and and friends with all the big dogs. So let's go ahead and bring Joe on the show. Joe, welcome to the show. Appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, everybody. My pleasure to be here. Looking forward to uh, having a great conversation here today, Ken. Now, uh, word on the street is you're the actual rock star. Uh, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just proud to be hanging out with you today. That's all. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just a guy trying to make it, man. You know what I mean? So, uh, hey, Richard Trevino is on here. Hey, Richard. Richard is awesome. Best-selling author, crushing the game, getting in every publication on the planet. I know. Everybody wants to be with Richard. Like, man. Dude, we when I, when I grow up, I'm going to change my last name to Ken Trevino. <laughs> uh chelsea matthews is on here too hey i just had lunch with her another rock star let's fight let's not fight about money though chelsea let's not fight about money yeah, that's the name right? of her best-selling book so check that out i love them man they're her and martin are awesome and i didn't get to see them at freaking 10x how how'd that happen there's 35,000 people that were at the 10X Growth Conference, and I didn't get to see them and, and other people. And probably 34,000 others, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, dude, it was, it, was, it, it was unbelievable. It was absolutely unbelievable. But, hey, today is about you. Today is about you. So, you know, I created this show back, um, I think, last March or April. Jay Barry, what's going on, dude? So, um, you know, I, I, I did this because I've been really, really blessed in life, man. And, and um, you know, I've hit, but there's, there's been times in my life, I'm sure just like yours and everybody else, where you hit these walls or you hit these, these barriers that seem to stand in your way and it feels nearly impossible to get through them. And we've all been through that. And I really believe that if we... Um, you know, hear other people's stories about how they overcame the hard times. I think that that empowers others to overcome the hard times. So um, that's what this is about, dude. And, and I'm, I'm excited for you to share your story. So let's start with where you were born and raised, Joe. Well, uh, that's, that's a tricky question. I was born in Joliet, Illinois, which is right near Chicago. And um, until the time of 14, I actually moved out of home when I was 14 years old. And I went to military school. And so uh, I went to one military school, came back home for a year, and then I was really honored to go to Valley Forge Military Academy, which is at that time the most prestigious military school in the country besides West Point. And, um, you know, learned leadership and discipline and, and was able to participate in a lot of great sports and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, that, that was kind of the start um, was, was uh, Joliet, Illinois. And then as a teenager, I, I was uh, pretty much on my own. You know, but you, you went to military school where? Um, first one was Lamont's Academy in Indiana. I don't think that exists anymore. And then um, Valley Forge Military Academy in Philadelphia. So I was literally at 15 years old. I lived uh, almost a thousand miles away from my parents. So wow, dude, yeah. wow. Yeah. 
So, um, did you go into the military after that? No, I didn't. No, oh. it's, it was a prep school. I, I was um, I was going to go to West Point, and uh, at that time in my life, I wanted to be an attorney. Um, but when I got out of college, um, I was married, and I started doing like entrepreneurial stuff. And I was hiring attorneys to help me do stuff. And I'm like, wait a second, why am I going to go be an attorney? They're already working for me. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so that's that's the path I went. I ended up deep into real estate and the entrepreneurial side of real estate. So wow! Yeah. And and at what age did you start that? You just went off screen. You need moved to your right oh. a little. So there you go. There sorry, go. sorry. Uh, um, I was uh, let's see, 23. Right 23. Yep. Wow. Yep. And and what? So what? What happened? What? Tell me how. Like, well, let's let's back up a little bit. Let's let's start with childhood so at 14 years old you were uh shipped off to military school that's right was there a reason were you like getting in trouble this was punishment was it uh what was it my mom didn't like me (laughs) (laughs) wow thanks mom (laughs) yeah no i think i think they wanted a better experience for me they you know i guess uh, I, I did really well in school. Unlike a lot of entrepreneurs, most entrepreneurs say, hey, I was a C student and stuff like that, which is totally cool. Yeah. Um, I wasn't. I was always like trying to get the best grades because I wanted to go to law school. I didn't realize I was entrepreneurial driven at that point. Um, and so, but yeah, I went there. You know, our city in Joliet had a lot of gang members, a lot of gang influence. Um, and so they were trying to, I think, keep me keep me away from all that and, and help me to recognize my gifts. So. I, hey, by the way, I think there's something wrong with Facebook's counter. It says there's zero people on here. <laughs> there's not zero. I, I, my wife just shared the video. Thank you, by the way, babe. Appreciate that. Um, and I, I know there's other people. I see the laughing cry faces and stuff. So anyway, it's weird. Um, but uh, there definitely is something wrong. I've never seen that where it says zero, but there's people commenting. Weird, huh. dude. Weird. But anyway, so, so, um, and thank you for anyone who shared this, by the way, but so, so you, you, you got into real estate out of high school. You got out of real, or you got into real estate out of college, out out of of college. Where'd you go to college? I missed that. Villanova Villanova university. Villanova. Okay. Where's Villanova? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Okay. So you went to, and you graduated college. I did. Yep. Graduated college. Was going to go to law school. Okay. Started like flipping real estate deals and was like, "Why am I going to law school again?" <laughs> Dude, you you were you so you started flipping real estate. You started flip like flipping houses. Yeah, yeah. At uh, 23, 24 years old. Yeah. Jeez. I bought my first house for twenty bucks. <laughs> nah. Yeah, I did. It, there, there's a little trick to it, but I, I bought it. For, I, I put twenty dollars of my own money into it, and then um, we we the bank held the rest of the financing. We got the people out of foreclosure. And then um, I sold it about a year later for I don't know thirty thousand dollar profit or something like that. It was pretty cool. It was a it was a hundred sixty five thousand dollar like townhouse in near Chicago, but I bought it for twenty bucks. That was my investment. So. Wow, that was a good one. Holy that moly, a, that, that was your wrong. first your first experience. Yeah, that was my first one, and that was door knocking. That was old school, right? I'd go put post it notes on the doors. <clears throat> Because uh, I realized that it, even then, like I didn't realize it, but I was doing marketing. I was figuring out ways to get them to respond. I'd give them all flashy flashcards or flashy postcards and stuff like that. That never worked. But if I'd go knock on the door and if they weren't there, I'd leave a post. I'd say, hey, it's Joe. Call me when you get home. Sorry I missed you. And I'd put my number on a post-it note, right, on the door. 
it worked like crazy. That's, that's how I got brilliant. the first time. Dude, that's yeah. brilliant. <laughs> I love it. We used to in the satellite business I used to be in, we did we did we I could order them pre printed on the yellow sticky and they were the bigger ones. And yeah. I'd have, my reps would all go around just put these on the door. Our phones wouldn't stop ringing. It was insane. That's right. It was yep. crazy. That's a brilliant idea. So everybody so, wants to look all perfect and got everything right. The reality is like the, the more organic looking stuff tends to work much, much better. Amen, so. dude. I agree. So so you uh and did was you did somebody teach you that or you just kind of did it? No, I, I you know, when you're hungry you gotta figure it out. You yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> You're like a post-it note will stick. If I slide a piece of paper in their door, it might not. Dude, that's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. So, so that started working for you, and and you you um, I mean, dude, you put twenty dollars into your first house and made thirty thousand on it a year later. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, it were is. you renting it out? No, we moved into it. We're like, cool, a house. Like, I was young, you know? Like, awesome. Like, a house? Let's do this, right? So I, I moved in. We had our first daughter, Emily, already at that point. And, um, yeah. Now, wow. you know, and, and once we did that, we realized what was possible, and we started going crazy. This was 2005, 2006 now, right, where we're doing deals. And uh, me and a business partner did about half a million in total gross revenue our first year in doing that. And then we really thought we were big stuff. And so we're like, oh, we're going to the next level. So we started flipping apartment buildings. Well, right about the time we started flipping apartment buildings, the crash came. And when the crash came, I lost everything. Oh. And so I wasn't, I wasn't big stuff anymore. Are I realized. Flipping apartment buildings? Yeah. Who yeah. flips apartment buildings, dude? What? <laughs> it was awesome. Um, until it failed. <laughs> <laughs> story that's actually my biggest deal like so far uh was from back then in terms of like real estate deals we flipped an apartment building i put zero dollars in um i suppose between me and my partner we put earnest money down or whatever yeah um but when we flipped it um we the day that we bought it is the same day that we flipped it and so there was not really there was no risk for me in the middle between and me and my partner brought in two hundred thirty five thousand dollars on that flip in a single day. Now wow. it took us, you know, four four to six months to put the whole deal together and stuff. But when we actually put the money out and then got it back, it was the same day. Pretty cool, dude. That that's that's insane. That's insane. So how many apartment buildings did you flip? Uh, well, we had that one, and then we had a sixteen-unit uh, condo conversion we were doing in Wisconsin when the market crashed, and uh. so we were flipping. We were selling them off as condos. The market crashed. People were still coming in and signing papers to buy condos, but there wasn't a lender literally in the country that would fund it. Wow. And so we lost that one. I was foreclosed on that one, and it was a massive loss. Like, I felt like a complete loser, and uh, it was rough. And that was, was really in, rough. what, 07, 08, 09? 07, 08. Yep, 07, oh. We literally went homeless during that time. You My went homeless? And I were going from, uh, yeah, we were, go we were living in hotels, from hotel to hotel. Um and uh, I and found a job working construction. <laughs> this is you and your wife and your little girl. Yeah, and at this point, my son was just born. So now, now we were a family of four. Yeah, Living. that's not the first time it happened. You want to hear about breakthroughs? Like, but 
we, dude, we, that's 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 what this is about. So so you so here you are. You made two hundred thirty-five thousand dollars on one flip. You're flipping another one, turning them into into a, an apartment building, into condos, selling those off. The market crashes. The bubble bursts. Right, the real estate bubble we all know about. We were affected by it as well. But you see, so you went through all this, and then then like boom, you're homeless. Yep. And was, and so so you you become homeless and 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 you're like that day. Let's let's talk about the emotions that are flowing through your relationship with your wife and everything. Talk about that, dude, because that's what this show's about. This is where most people give up and say, "I I I, I my dreams were a joke." <laughs> like I was yeah. wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, and, and then, and people give up. What did you do? What, tell me, tell me how things were. How was it going with your wife? Were you guys still madly in love and everything was rainbows and unicorns? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to give her the credit on that. She didn't, uh, she didn't give me a hard time. Um, wow. you know, it was hard for her, but you know, basically every day the whole focus was it was $65 for the hotel, right? It's like, how do I make $65 today? Wow. $65, right? Dude. Like, wow. And it's interesting because when you're there and when you get into that state and you're at the bottom and you're getting your butt kicked and you had a singular skill, uh, which you, you don't realize you develop other skills. I didn't have to just do real estate. I learned a lot there, but I, you know. So I was literally going and working with a friend and doing construction type stuff for 15 bucks an hour to make sure that I got enough money and I get paid cash every day to have enough money to come home to walk. Right. Because during that time, our car got repossessed as well. I had a nice accurate TL that got repossessed at the same time. So we literally would walk to the nearby restaurants with our kids in the stroller, pay the $65 for that day for the hotel, walk to the like whatever fast food restaurant we were going to get food from that night. And I'd go back the next day to do it all over again. Meanwhile, I'm trying to find another deal to flip, like a house or something or anything, but I can't drive to it. I can't, like, it was, it was just <laughs> struck. And this is where, where, where were you? Getting I was in, I was in Naperville, right, right near my hometown at that point. Okay. Yeah. So, wow, dude. Yeah. Okay. So, like, like, and I've been there. So I'm. This is. I'm not judging. But you yeah. feel like a freaking loser. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like, oh my God, I hate my life and me and yeah. everything. Like, right? Absolutely. It's just, it's. Uh, I remember one time because it was a friend of mine, great guy, his name's Bob, and he he was helping us out by giving me jobs. He had this remodel job he was doing, and one day, like, he was waiting on the title company come through too, and it's like he couldn't pay me that day, and I was like, Bob, like, I'll get kicked out of it, like. You have to pay me today. This is not optional, right? And so <laughs> right, he come literally on, Bob, pulled out. What the hell? He, he pulled out a change bucket, and we <laughs> we counted out sixty five dollars and quarters sure. no to get way, me today to make sure that the hotel bill could get paid. <laughs> oh my god! Why are you bringing these stories back to my memory, Ken? Come uh, on, man. Because, dude, God must think you need to be grateful for something. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> so, so. So look, dude. So okay. So Bob's paying you in freaking quarters and dimes. <laughs> Holy crap, dude! That's insane. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Dude, okay, so that's that's it's this is actually awesome because I know you and I know some of the things you've accomplished now. So this is just we're setting the foundation, man. This is like Rocky getting his ass kicked bad yeah. and you're about yeah. about to go like, you know, the eye of the tiger's <laughs> about to start playing. So yeah. so okay, so here you are walking around Naperville, Illinois. And that, which is a suburb. Well, it's not a suburb. It's, it's, it's yeah. a little, little yeah. south of Chicago, but, but, uh, or south, it's southwest, right? Southwest. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yep. So it's cold as shit. Dude, it's, it gets cold up there. Amen. And, That's why I moved so, to Florida. So, so, so Bob is paying you in quarters. Unbelievable. Just <laughs> so you can pay the hotel rent and, 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 you, Oh my god! Wow, dude! And and you've got two kids and a wife. And what are you guys eating? Like, how in the world are you eating? We're like, he's you know we we may be making a hundred dollars a day at this point, right? Oh, so I got like you. Dollars for food, sixty-five dollars for whatever, right? But yeah, um, on that particular day, it was you know just we had to pay the hotel bill, right? It was cool because the hotels would have would have a, a morning buffet. And so Melody would go down and like stock up on the, on the croissants and stuff in case the kids got hungry later. Uh, oh you know, this, funny, this story would be funny if it didn't happen more than once. This is the first time it happened. It actually okay. happened like two or three more times in my life. So, so well, the, and that's, hey, and that's that, uh, honestly, dude, that's, that's the point of this whole show is so many people like my buddy Ray Higdon was on and, and he talked about his girlfriend, which is now his wife was paying his utility bills. He was in foreclosure and, and there came this moment where there was just a big freaking shift. And, and so, you know, that's what this is about. So you, you, um, here you are living in a hotel at 65 bucks a day, making maybe a hundred bucks a day in cash, sometimes in quarters. Um, <laughs> like, wow. And, if you could get them, right? If you could get them, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. So, so, and you're, and, and you're, you're just trying to, I mean, at this point, dude, you're, you're, you're in pure survival mode, really. Yeah. And, yep. and so here you are and, and you're working construction to make it. What, what happened next? Cause you said it happened more. I want to know, I want to know a little about those two. So I've learned an important lesson in my life, and it's um, I want to talk to the person who's there right now who feels like they're struggling and just like can't get out of the out of the mix. And um, Grant Cardone is actually one of the people who's helped me with this mentally. Um, you ever hear people say it's a mental game? You know what I mean? Like it's all mental. They'll say. Yep. It's not all mental. I won't quite go there, but it, there, there's a lot of mental yep. that's involved in it. And when you're in that space where you're struggling to make X number of dollars, whatever it is, just to stay afloat, like when you're in survival mode, you start believing that that's the reality of the world, like that that's the way that it has to be. When you're out, when you're at the bottom of the hole and you're trying to claw your way out, you'll believe uh, the more times you fall down back into the hole, you'll start to believe that the hole is your destiny or that you're incapable of climbing out of the hole, right? Yep. And so what we did actually, I, I, it's hard to say looking back, but um, what, what we did recently is, or when we did that is we moved to nonprofit stuff. So we started trying to serve other people. Like 
my dream my whole life, I've always wanted to change the world and make an impact. I've always cared about other people and wanted to make that impact. And so I, because of what I learned in marketing and some of the success we had had as youth leaders while all of our business stuff was succeeding, we just started helping churches. And we started traveling around and helping different churches, helping different groups to do different stuff. And I went totally into like nonprofit realm, which, by the way, doesn't pay very well. <laughs> yeah. So here now now you're a Christian nomad. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was. I was right. that's exactly what I was. Right. Wow, do remember, man. Do you remember those condos I told you that we could no longer afford? Well, the bank was in the process of foreclosing, but while they did that, I moved up to Wisconsin to help a church, and I lived in one of those condos while we were waiting on the bank to finish their foreclosure process. Oh, wow, dude. So, so, with your wife and your two yeah. children. That's right. Wow. That's right. So, so here's the thing. So we end up going down. We 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 end up um, doing that. We moved down to uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Eventually, uh, serving other nonprofits. We wanted to start a nonprofit of our own. That was our dream. We wanted to make it, make an impact. We wanted to change the world. And there's probably a lot of people knowing you, Ken. There's probably a lot of people that follow you and have that same desire. Like they want to make an impact. They want to do something influential, um, but they don't have the resources to do it. And so we started like going down that road. We started a movement called 99 where we'd help um, young students who wanted to change the world and help them with like cutting and alcohol abuse and suicide prevention and drug abuse and all that kind of stuff. And we were serving these kids and we were starting it from scratch. Like we had no money and we were trying to start it from scratch to make it work. And it's like, that is just not any better. (laughs) Dude, like, (laughs) like, yeah, I mean, you, you, you set some crazy goals, man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we were, oh man, we and we were still, at this point, I'm still like, the market's starting to change a little. We started learning marketing here because I had to make money, so I was able to wholesale and flip some houses, like here and there, and I started learning marketing and realizing, wow, this stuff really works, because nobody was selling houses, so we started kind of figuring out how to do that, but I was trying to run a nonprofit. Here's the thing, and this is, this is the lesson that I want to say from this whole period of my life, like, you have to change your world before you can change the world. Oh, snap. Say that again. You have to change your world before you can change the world. Somebody even when type you look that at... in the comments. That's that's <laughs> awesome, man. Well, even mother, like I was reading a book by a Jewish rabbi. It's called Thou Shalt Prosper. If you've never read it, I highly recommend it. And he talks, he asks the question, which really, it's really a profound question. He says, who changed the world more, Mother Teresa or Bill Gates? And it's like, huh, right? right. And he kind of goes into the whole reality of, and, and for some reason, maybe it's a Christian thing because I was like doing that, or maybe it's just a mindset thing. I don't know what it was, but there was, there was this belief that somehow I was going to do it without money. As a matter of fact, during this season of my life in 2011, I had a conversation with Grant Cardone on the phone. I, I Twittered him, and he was willing to talk to me, talked to him for 15 minutes. And he said, I said, he said, well, what are you doing for money for all this? And I said, well, I don't want to make it about raising money for the kids to do all this and, and blah, 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 blah. And so, you know, I kind of told him some of my ideas and he says, that won't work. That's what he said to me straight up. He's like, that won't work. Wow. And I kind of just like, I didn't listen to him. I was like, <clears throat> even my business partner before he said, you have to do well before you can do well. And what he meant was you have to do well yourself in order to be able to give of yourself from the overflow right. in order to make your impact. We kept trying to do it when we were impoverished, right? 
And, and so we'd be trying to help kids and wouldn't have gas money to get across town to meet with the kids to help them do whatever they were doing, right? Right. And so I feel like there's so many people, right, that are that are averse to the money conversation, averse to the business side of life, averse to, like, taking their, their business life to the next level thinking it's greedy or it's selfish or it's self-centered. And the reality is, like, you have to change your world before you can change the world or it all falls apart like the house of cards caves in. I didn't make the world like that. Like, blame God, blame the universe, blame whatever you want. But there is a reality in the universe that you have to provide value and receive value in exchange in order to do the things and make the impact you want to make, whether it's for you or other people. So if you've right. got it in your mind, like, there's a limited amount of money, I need to be really careful with my spending, or I don't want to spend too much time in my life focused on money, I'm telling you, you're going the wrong direction. You're going to face a lot of heartache, a lot of struggle, a lot of pain, and a lot of unsettled dreams because you refuse to deal with the reality and the spirituality that's involved with you need money. So, so I've, you know, I've had conversations on the phone with Grant as well and in person. And um, one thing that I'll, I'll say is Grant, Grant, Grant's, dude, he'll, he'll cut your legs off. And, yep. and, but he always provides a, a, an alternative, right? So my, my question would be, um, if Grant, Grant said, dude, that's not going to work. That won't work. What was the solution that he gave you? Oh, he told me, well, he, he said, you need to be, you need to, if you're going to do a Christian ministry, right? Or any kind of thing like that, you need to think of yourself like, the two are the top people in that category. How do you get attention in the same way that they are, right? When you get attention, right, you, people will be drawn to your story and they'll want to give to it, right? And it's like, find a way, write books, create content, do all this stuff. And I was like, in my mind, right, and, I, and I'm just telling you my own failures and shortcomings, yeah. like, in my mind, I was like, no, God will take care of it. <laughs> right. And it's like, no, like, um, I heard this great thing once from actually a guy named T.D. Jakes. He, he was talking about how people like ask God to solve all their problems. and They're like, God, make me a table. God, make me a table. God, make me a t like if they needed a table or I need this furniture. He was just using an example. Yeah. And he said, God doesn't make furniture. He makes trees. He gives right. you the tree. You make the furniture. Right. right. And so it's the same thing. Like we have to take our own life, right, and grab a hold of it and say, I'm going to create something of value out of this. I'm going to help people by the me by what I'm doing, right? And so that was that was just a really hard lesson. Our nonprofit there failed. Our our, our um, you know the real estate investing business just barely kept us afloat there because I couldn't give it focus. I was focused on we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars into that. And you know I don't want. I mean a lot of lives were changed. Like my wife would be mad at me for being negative about it on this call. A lot of lives were changed. We helped a lot of kids, but not at the level we wanted to, right? Right. And right. so finally we got overwhelmed. And we're just like, okay, I'm done with this season. I can't pour out anymore. I can't make my family suffer anymore. I sold every life insurance policy. I given everything I gave, and we went homeless again uh, three uh, times during that time that we were. How many times? Work. Three times during that. Three more industry. times. Three more times. We lived out of hotels. For did you find? Did you find better priced hotels? I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you know. Priceline was way. Priceline was a great savior to us. We owe Priceline oh a lot of money. Right? They helped us out. Oh my God, dude. So I, 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 okay. So I've been there when, when it was just me, but I've not been there. Thank God with my wife and children. So like, 
I can't. I mean, I to a degree, I've experienced. I've definitely experienced some, but it seems like there was always some sort of a. I found a, the safety net, right? Um, but so when when you're when you're doing all of these things, and you're you know you're living for God, right? You're literally yep. living to to make the world a better place. You've, I mean, there's times when you feel uh, there's got to be like, dude, what? God, hello. Yeah. Yes. Like, you why, why are you doing this? Can you yeah. not? Right. So like, and it makes you feel like less of a man. Yes. It makes you feel like, you know, you've been abandoned by God and the creator of everything. And, and, and so how do you. How do you get the minds? Because look, you know it and I know it that it it, it starts and ends with what's going on right here. And yep. even though because we've all failed, everybody fails. But but it takes a true champion to have the mindset to get back up and say this is a bunch of BS. I'm done feeling like a victim and acting like a victim and playing the. The, the Grant Cardone, my favorite bracelet by Grant is don't be a little, yeah. right? Yep. Sorry, yep. I know this is a Christian show right now, but I love that bracelet. It's, it's, I mean, you know, it's all right. The, I, but, I grew up you know, in military school. I've heard a customer do right? <laughs> right, right. So, you're, <laughs> so, dude, you're, I mean, what, what happened next? Where did, how did you rise from there? I mean. Dude, that's that's hitting pretty low. Okay. That's pretty low. Oh, it's very low. I mean, it's basically seven years of failure. And um, I can tell you why, and I know this will help everybody listening. So this this is this is key. Um, I can tell you why I failed and why many people that I coach and help now and stuff like that, why they why they experience similar types of failure. Maybe not living in a hotel, but they face the same challenge mentally, like you're talking about that I faced. Here was yep. the thing. When, when I was going through that, obviously, I was looking for other answers. Right. I was studying marketing like a madman. I was listening to every podcast. I was watching every webinar. I was like, I knew all the players. I could I could give you their advice from their point of view because I listened to them for so, for so much. Here was my problem. I would try one thing for two weeks. And then yeah. I'd see something else, and I'd try that for two weeks. And then I'd see something else that was cool, and I would try that. And then I would get ideas, and I'd write them on the whiteboard, and I'd look at them, and I'd strategize around, and I'd have another whiteboard session, and I'd tell my wife how much money we were going to make, and then I'd do that for two weeks, and then nothing would happen. And then I'd try something else, and blah, blah, blah. And I did that for, like, basically seven years, right? And it was like every – I'm going to say this to you. Please, audience, this is for you, okay? Ken knows this. I'm saying this for you. Every single thing that I tried would have worked if I would have just given it my focused attention. My wow. problem was, and the problem of most people, is I was afraid to choose. Which niche am I going to serve? Who am I going to help? What's my life going to be about? And we make it this big thing about what my life is and my identity and all this other like head nonsense trash, <laughs> basically, right? And it's like... When I made the decision that we were done, that I had to help my family first, we moved to Florida, and I made I made the decision. I'm going to focus on one niche. 
I'm well, going to focus on one group of people that I'm going to help. And I'm going to do it for six months. Okay, but wait. How yeah. did you move? To your, you said your car was repoed. You don't want to hear how, this how did, how, how did you move to Florida? So my daughter, okay, Emily, you, you know about she Emily. She financed a car for you? <laughs> Here's the deal. Uh, so my daughter, Emily, oh my uh, we, we did end up getting, we, we had a car, right, yeah, at this yeah. point. This was years later, right? Right, right. So my daughter, Emily, we are coming back from Christmas trying to decide whether to live, go move back to Chicago or go down to Florida. And we're homeless again. We're living out of a, we're living out of a hotel. Oh. Uh we're trying to flip real estate, start that back up. The, we decided that we put the whole nonprofit thing to the side a few months earlier. The house we were living in sold. And so we moved out. We're in hotels trying to find the next place we're going to live. We're on our way back from Christmas up with family in North Chicago. So it's a four-hour drive down. About three hours down, it's freezing rain. We're about to go back. All of our stuff is in storage. And I turn to my wife and I say, why are we going back to a hotel in St. Louis? Let's just keep driving. And she said, are you nuts? And I'm like, no, let's just, let's move to Florida. And she goes, babe, we have $70. We do not have enough gas money to get down to Florida. Okay. Dude. And I said, it's all right. See, Emily had just written a book called the five steps to a perfect sleepover. And I was, and, and I was Oh, I would yeah, help yeah. her. Like I would coach her and teach her how to go. And she was making a bunch of money selling her book door to door. She could make like a hundred bucks an hour selling her book door to door. <laughs> so I said, pull over. We pulled into a Burger King. Me, oh, Emily God. at that point was 11. Alex was uh, probably nine and Justice was six. We sat in the Burger King and I said, let's move to Florida today. And they're like, huh? And I'm like, cause we've been talking about which place to go. We can we didn't have the gas money. We didn't have the hotel money. We didn't have books on us, right? Oh my! But we could, but we could print out a form so that they could order the book off of the hotel thing. And so what we did is we said we'll sell some books. And so we had earned a free night from Priceline. I think I'm pretty sure this is how it worked. I'm pretty sure it was a free night or a big discount or something from Priceline. So we had enough money to get halfway to Florida, to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh my God! With the and, and Emily was gonna and me and Emily were gonna go out and sell books the next day. And so we get to Chattanooga. We had enough money for dinner and a hotel, not enough for any more gas. Woke up the next morning, went door to door, made two or three hundred dollars selling books. Got back in the car, drove the west to Florida. The next morning in Florida, woke up, sold some more books, had enough for the for the hotel for the week, and then uh, figured it out from there. I, I'm I'm speechless. I've never <laughs> like I thought I had done some crazy stuff, dude. You just That's like, entrepreneurship. I'm dude. I'm I'm gonna find some kind of a medal and I'm sending it to you. That is insane. Send it to my wife. She's the one who deserves it. Your wife like got behind that. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's incredible. I'm actually going to send her the medal. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. Dude, okay, so that's that's unbelievable. Okay, I want like okay, I've got a thousand questions. So, so okay. I want to tell you how to turn the corner though cuz we want to make sure we get to the break. Oh, we're going to turn the corner. We right. you, you yeah. ain't getting off here until we turn the corner. So, so dude, you 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 shoot. You went out door to door, like business or residential or or what? 
Yeah, we had already figured. I mean, I knew marketing. This was the frustrating thing. Like, I would help other people with marketing, and Melody would be so mad, Melody would be so mad because they'd make a bunch of money. She's like, "Why don't you do that for yourself?" You know. And so <laughs> Ken's rolling his eyes now too. You're fed up with me, and it's only been twenty minutes. She's, she's right I'm not fed up with you. I'm blown away, dude. This is incredible. Yeah. So uh, we found the target audience for Emily was um, car dealerships. So she would go into car dealerships because she'd be able to talk to lots of salespeople at one time. And they would crack up because she'd be overcoming her objections and stuff. So she sold her book for 15 bucks. So she'd normally make 100 to 200 bucks for every car dealership she went in. She went in, they'd be referring her to other people and customers and stuff. And then uh, we'd go to the next one. So we just found a couple of car dealerships in Chattanooga, Tennessee and sold some books and, you know. There, there you have it. Dude, that, that is incredible. What a story, man. And you didn't even have the books on you. It was a, they were literally buying an order form. Yeah, yeah. We, we had to send it to them later, right? Oh, my so, God. There's no excuses. When you got to make it happen, you make it happen, right? That's it. I, I love it, man. I absolutely love it. So, so you went, um, you, you, obviously, you raised the money. You get to um, Florida. What part of Florida were you headed toward? Um, Orlando, Melbourne. So we stayed in Orlando in a resort, which was really quiet that time of year. So we were able to get the whole week for 300 bucks. And so uh, we went out and sold some books and had the 300 bucks. And I had a closing in process. So there was a closing coming that was a couple thousand dollars, which yeah. was enough to get us our first apartments here and down payments and all that kind of stuff. So. Wow. Unbelievable. So so you, you, you ended up in, in an apartment in the Orlando yeah. area. Melbourne, Florida. Oh, yeah, Melbourne, just okay. 30 minutes east. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and you're selling books, your daughter's books for a living. Yeah. And we're still flipping. We're still flipping real estate back in Missouri whenever we can get a deal done, kind of thing. That's and that's insane. You know, and I'm just, I'm just, and this is the problem. Like I told you before, like I was on focus. Like, what, what am I going to do? So, well, Emily's stuff has taken off, so uh, we start doing some different stuff with her. And we start meeting people like we hung out for two or three days with Russell Brunson um, back in 2016. And I'm sitting there with Russell and I'm talking with Russell Brunson. And it's like we were talking about marketing stuff at a similar level. I'm not saying I was at Russell Brunson's level at that time or ever. But I mean, I was talking intelligently, but I understood everything because I'd spent so much time studying. So wait, much wait, time wait, learning. wait, wait. How did you end up sitting with Russell Brunson? Because because of Emily, Emily was, you know, kicking booty and her name started getting out there and some of her business partners she was working with, the name were getting out there. And so we, we he invited us out together to be a part of his show. Dude, that is unreal, man. That, that like, yeah. I thought you meant like you ran into him in a Waffle House. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, dude, that is insane. That is awesome. I, I'm saying yes. insane, but I mean it. And like, it's a really freaking unbelievable story. Thank you. I wow. Think. <laughs> so, okay. So you're just so hanging out Russell, with Russell one day. We're hanging out with Russell. We're learning stuff. We start trying to build that funnel for Emily. It doesn't work. It crashes and burns, crashes and burns. Like we couldn't figure out the message. It wasn't Russell's fault. It was like he, he built the perfect thing. We just kept trying different stuff, iterating and blah, 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 blah. Of course, Emily at this point is tired of going door to door and selling books. So she was, she put the brakes on that. You know, she's like, okay, we're going to figure out the online stuff kind of thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, here we are sitting with Russell Brunson. I'm talking at the same level. And he's like, why? Like, you know so much about real, why aren't you helping real estate people? Like, why? Like you, you get this, right? And I'm like, well, you know, and it's like this fear of making a decision because when I choose that, 
it means, well, everybody will know me by that, right? And it's like, oh, I'm not sure I really want to be known for real estate. This, it's this whole challenge of a decision, right? This is great, Ken. I, I read this in um, Tim Ferriss's book. He said he defined, this is life changing for me. He, um, he wrote in his book that decision actually comes from the Latin word incision. And incision obviously means to cut. Yeah. Well, decision is to cut off all other options. So when you make a decision, you're saying, I'm doing this and nothing else. For me, I was always dabbling in lots of things and learning all the time. Right. When I made the shift to say, this is my decision. It doesn't have to be for my life, but I make a decision that for the next six months, I am going to focus only on marketing and only on real estate agents, and I'm going to crush the game for them. And once I crush the game for them, my life's going to change. And if I hate it and don't like it, I have the right to stop after six months. And that's what I did. And when I started doing that, kaboom. Wow. Because focus, right? Yep. Decision, right? Not learning mode, action mode, right? Not, uh, I'm going to help 27,000 different kinds of customers and whoever wants to give me money. No, I'm going to help one kind of customer. I'm going to help real estate agents, right? And so when that happened, just massive immediate shift wow uh, i i i'm like i'm moving to florida i'm moving in with you for a while dude I'm <laughs> kidding. this this is incredible so um so you made the decision that you're going to focus on one vertical you're you're not going to be you know the god to all <laughs> so, so to speak you're going to actually just pick a lane and you're staying in the lane that you know and you know well and Russell yeah. Bronson helped Russell Bronson helped yeah. you get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean Dude. just hashtag do what Russell says always. Like whenever I don't do what he says, like there's some things that I didn't take of his advice and then I'm looking back over the last two years and I'm like, if I would have took that advice two years ago, man, yeah. I could do this now, I could do this now, I could do this now. I mean it's like, you know. That's awesome, and, bro. Yeah. That's he's a great dude. That's so awesome. So you made the decision to help real estate agents. What what do you do for them? What what was the what was the leap you made? What is it that you do? So one of the biggest challenges for real estate agents is just finding a customer. They're they're all very good. Like once they get face to face with somebody, they're all very good at showing houses and whatever. Their challenge is, is they usually don't know how to do the marketing and there's usually a lot of like systems and follow up that need to happen in order to get in front of that person. And so for the last two years we've been perfecting that system, hundreds of thousands of dollars in ad spend to figure out how to get it so that I can just, a real estate agent can come to me and say, Joe, um, I want listing and showing appointments. Can you get them for me? And I'm like, yes. They're like, how do I know? They're all afraid. Like, how do I know you're going to get me results? Like, oh, what yeah. if I give you a bunch of money and then you don't? So we said, cool, like only pay for results. You pay us when the deal's close. And they're like, what? Wow. Like, yeah. Like, that's how confident we are in our marketing. And so they're like, so since then, um, at just to kind of see full circle of the story, like now we're building out, if you know Zillow or Realtor.com, which are two of the biggest search engine sites for real estate on the planet, yeah. we're building out a competitor to them uh, that's better for the real estate agents and better for the clients. And so this year, our plan is to fill 1,400 zip codes in the state of Florida. So that means I'll have 1,400 clients um, of which we get a percentage of all the business that they do. Um, and that's what we're building out now. So focus. Make a decision. And you're, so you're doing it just, you said, did you just say you're just doing it in Florida? 
Yeah, that's our that's our proof state. Right. Okay. Once we again focus when you do it all over the country, there's all kinds of different challenges, different municipalities, different MLSs, different different rules. Right. And so it, we started again, same problem going all over the country. And now we're like, hey, if we want to do proof of concept, let's do it in one locality, one state. Right. right. Prove the concept. If we do it in one state, well, right, which we are right now. Um, then, you know, investors will be coming out of the woodwork if we want to sell or if we want to continue and make it, you know, it could potentially be a several hundred million dollar company or even billion dollar company, but I'm not crazy enough to suggest I'm going to do that effectively, but we're, we're going after it. So and making Dude, money while we do it. That, that's, that's incredible. So here you are. And, and, and when was the last time you were homeless with your family living in hotels? When was uh, that? Where, what was the date in Chattanooga that you went and sold the December books? December 28th, 2015. Dang. Yeah. Three years ago. Yeah. Three years and a couple months. Dude, that's, yep. that's insane. And, yeah. and are you still living in a, in a little tiny place? <laughs> no, actually, right now we're so when we, we moved into that one apartment and then we moved from that apartment into a townhouse and um, we're, we're trying to save up right now. There's a beautiful community here called Adelaide. There are two million dollar houses and we're working on um, it takes 18 months to build one, though. So we're working up, uh, you know, everything that we need to get that process started. So that's hopefully in the next year we'll be we'll be having that going. So we went from we went from the poor house to the penthouse. Dude, that is so awesome, man. I, I'm that that what an unbelievable story. Like you went from sixty like you're out in Naperville, <laughs> Illinois, trying to make trying to make sixty five dollars. Bob pays you with quarters because he doesn't have the cash to give you. So you can pay your hotel bill for the night. Thank you, Bob. I did appreciate that. I'm not knocking him for that. Bob, come on, Bob. Yeah, but but you know what? Bob taught you a lesson, right? So so and now you're looking at building a two million dollar house. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I mean, I okay. Do you have a book? I do. Um, With all this in it. No, I wrote a book for students during that time that went bestseller on Amazon, but I made hardly any money from it. That's not how books work. As you I know. I know. It's I, I'm, all the other stuff. Yeah, I, got, I, <laughs> I wrote a book, but like yeah. I, I made twenty dollars at the airport the other day. Some guy's like, "You wrote a book," and I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Here's twenty bucks. Let me have one." Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. So, but like, like you, um, dude, I, I, I have so I, I can't. You've got to put this story in a book. I'm surprised I'm even sharing it with you. It's so embarrassing how much of a family I was. No, man. No, dude. That that's the way life works. See, yep. people people think that it that that it's all rainbows and unicorns when you get to the place where you're building a two million dollar house and that you were just lucky and you got a lucky break or or hey, he was rich enough as a kid to be sent to military school, so his parents gave him a free ride, or maybe he married into money, or you know, people think that, man, and, and yeah. they may not voice it, but they think it. And dude, you have to write a freaking book with this story in it. Richard and I have a published author academy. You could join that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just Pitch it. <laughs> let the world know dude you've got to write a book about this i will promote the crap out of it with you man Thank you, sir. that's insane yeah. this is the best story i've heard so far i'm not kidding 
Like, oh, wow. Thank I, you. I, I mean, and, and I don't mean, like, I have some, I've had some amazing guests on this show, dude. Don't, don't get me wrong. Frank Crenitti is on, he's on, I don't know if he's still on here, but I've had some amazing guests, but I don't think I've had anybody come on that's, that said that they've, they've had, you know, like been homeless five times and with their family and uh, dude, it's, this is insane. This is an unbelievably cool story. Congratulations. Well, thank you. No, I mean, I just hope that, you know, that. The only thing you can hope out of that, like, it, it was funny, like, during those times, people who knew what was going on, they would say, oh, your story is so inspiring, right? Yeah. Can you hear me okay? It says audio. Is, is everything okay? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yep, yeah, I can. Okay, I hear good. you, dude. I hear you. They would say, hey, your, your story is so inspiring, and it's like, well, we're glad you can be inspired by our story, but we'd rather just be out of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. out of the struggle, like, during that time, right? Yeah. And so, um, I mean, hopefully... And again, we're we're making really great strides. Hopefully, we can accomplish the dream that's in front of us of uh, beating Zillow on Realtor.com. And uh, if we do that, which much better deal for the real estate agents, but if we can do that, um, that would be the time to write the story. I think where they can see full circle. You know. Um, well, I mean, I agree. I agree. So maybe it's maybe it's two books, three books. I don't know. <laughs> but like you know, when when. People need to know that you can get knocked down in life over and over and over and over. And it may be the the tenth time that you get back up that you you, you find the magic. And yeah. and and that's what your story means to me is you you were uh I and I've said this about myself, I don't know if I'm I'm just dumb <laughs> and I I keep getting back in the ring, like you uh, know. Yeah. But but I, I have a friend and I wrote about this in my book that you know, this, this guy had a, had filed bankruptcy, went through all kinds of things. Right. And, and ended up, you know, like employees would quit cause he couldn't make payroll, you know, all of these things. And then he ended up building a hundred million dollar a year company, man. And, and, yep. and, and, and he's said to me, his children and his grandchildren and his, his grandchildren's children will never have to worry about money, you know? Mm. But it's, and he said, I said, well, what's the secret? He said, dude, you just got to stay in the ring. You keep running, you keep fighting and you don't let that blanking tiger catch you. Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's it, man. Right. Yeah. And it's not like the battles end, right? It's like no. the, the beasts get bigger when you're in the ring and you win, you got to fight the next best guy. I, I don't know if you guys can see, I got a little bit of a black eye right here. I'm actually one of my goal, one of my bucket list goals. I'm 39, so one of my bucket list goals before 40 was to fight and win a full contact MMA fight. So I've been training for the last year and a half. So now I train with some of the pros and amateurs down in Port St. Lucie. My fight's in uh, 40 days from now. So wow. Um, so yeah, I know a little bit about fighting too. <laughs> wow, dude. Wow. Well, you have all your teeth, so that's good. Oh yeah, yeah. But but like so so what do you think? What do you think the the number? I, I mean, because we've seen people, we we've seen people that that have given up. They just aren't willing to go for it anymore. What do you think keeps most people stuck in that that mindset? Um, I just making a decision. It you you feel like when you make it for me, it was making a decision. Yeah. And deciding to focus. Here's the thing. I, I want to make this really plain. 
the whole time in my life, if you look back, like as, as I was going through this stuff, there was infinite opportunity available. Yes. I could have been doing this in 2007, 2008, 9, 10. Mark Zuckerberg was just creating Facebook in 2007. Right. Right. When I'm like getting 65 dollars out of the change jar, right? Mark Zuckerberg was creating Facebook, right? The world has never been more aligned in your favor to make you have prosperity, success, effectiveness. There's more information available for you. There's better information available. There's more mentors available. They're more accessible than they've ever been on the history of planet Earth. Like everything is better right now. And so if you're in a place that's dark or you're afraid to step out, like jump in because the water's good. Just make a decision. It doesn't have to be the decision that defines you for eternity. Make a decision. I'm going to commit to this thing for six months and I'm going to focus on mastery and greatness and really just adding value to everybody else. And you can break through financially in that area of your life. Right. And so and and. Usually, right? I mean, for us, it was a financial battle. For some people, they may have health battles, and they may have this, or may have that. The same is true in every category. We've never had better doctors and physicians and medical you know, device. You know, right. it's just—it's an amazing, amazing world that we live in. And I, I say it to my daughter all the time, who's a kid entrepreneur. Now my boys are becoming entrepreneurs. It's like we live in the greatest moment of human history. Like possible and impossible. Those words are changing rapidly. Do not think in poverty mindset that it can't be done or you can't do it or that's too big. You got to change that mindset first and believe, make a decision and go after it with everything you've got for at least six months, if not a year. Then you can make a decision about whether it's working or not. But go on. I, I'm I'm totally blown away, man. Like I, I, I literally am. The, the, I'm. I think a lot of people watching this right now are, man, you just brought us through a journey that should be a, f <clears throat> I'm telling you, dude, you need to write the book. I'll buy it. I'll buy a lot of it. I'll buy a lot of copies and distribute it. Look, when, uh, hold on, are we having an issue? Oh, my, my, my program just started spinning. Okay. So. Um, you have an, an, such an impactful story. You can help millions and millions of people, dude. Millions. And, and, and by getting it in a book, do, do the audio, do the, do the Kindle, do everything, man. This is incredible, dude. Because your delivery, like you have, you have such a happy, positive energy too. Like, like, I, I'm saying, <laughs> dude, I'm just sitting here going, Wow! Like he's homeless again. He's driving to freaking Florida with seventy dollars, and there's no way you could get to Florida on seventy dollars. Are you stupid? <laughs> like you had to be thinking that. Like, yeah, I've lost my mind. But I think we should move to Florida. <laughs> I love it. Not man. Any not any worse than you know, scrounging for the money in St. Louis. So I love like, it, you know, dude. I yeah. freaking love it. So, so, okay. So here is my, I ask everybody this question. It's my last question for you, dude. Not really, but it, 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 it's my, it's, it's the last big question. I've, I had a car repossessed in front of my employees one day. They were all getting paid, but I wasn't right. That was a fun day, man. An employee goes, uh, Hey, uh, Ken, there's some dude out looking in the windows of your, your car. And I'm like, well, tell him, get the hell out of here. <laughs> and he goes, well, 
he's got a tow truck blocking it. And I go, oh, God, no. So that was that was a fun day. But, um, you know, we've all been there, man. We've all been there. I've had the electric turned off. I've had all of it, right? Lost houses. For the person that, that, that you know, they're, they're getting evicted tomorrow. Their car was repossessed last week. Um, they can't feed their kids. They maybe can't even find a, a temporary construction job. I don't know. Maybe, they're just stuck in life and they don't know where, where to go next. They don't know where to turn. What do you say to that person that's going through that right now? How do you help them in this very moment right now? You know, I was reading a book the other day. I got it right here. Well, Extreme Ownership. It's by Jocko Willink and another guy. They were Navy SEALs. Yeah. And you want to talk about pressure. You know what I mean? You got enemy bombs and fire coming down on you, and you have to make decisions. And the, the thing that he said in that book that I think is helpful, because there's so many, you know, there's you talk about relationship problems and financial problems, and there's all kinds of different health problems, right? There's all kinds of different problems that you can face. But one of the things he talked about in this book that I think bears well to that question is he said, when they're in the middle of absolute chaos and they've got a soldier underneath them whose leg has just gotten blown off and enemy coming from this side and another thing happening over here and they can't get off the roof because, I mean, just an extreme story. The thing that they teach Navy SEALs to do is prioritize and execute. Mm. Prioritize and execute, right? So if you're having a major financial issue, like prioritize, like, okay, I need, what is it? Like, get clear. What do I need? What's the mission, right? I need X number of dollars now, right? And it's like, okay, now what's five things that I could do that's worth way more than that for somebody in order to get that money now, right? And then it's like, boom, you get there, right? And so, and then execute. Don't try and solve 20,000 different things. Don't go watch 10 different podcasts on how to do it. Like figure out the priority and execute on it. Right. Your marriage is falling apart. Right. You have to prioritize like, Hey, maybe you're going to make a little bit next, less money the next month, but you're going to go on some dates. You're going to do something extra to go get counseling, whatever it needs to like prioritize and execute. And so that's probably the best advice I could give in that moment too. It's like, we lived through a lot of like, Hey, like, <laughs> going to happen with this, right? You, all you do is focus, right? I didn't have enough money to get to Florida. Priority. Well, we need gas and we need a hotel, right? Okay. <laughs> What's our path, right? Books. All right. We're going out to the car dealers and we're not coming home till we have enough money, right? Wow. That's it, man. Yeah. Prioritize and execute. That's powerful, man. And you're right. You're right. Well, you had to eat too, though. <laughs> Like, you don't have to eat 40 days. You can go 40 days without food. <laughs> just saying. We never had that, but I'm just saying you don't, you don't have to. That's true. That's true. Dude, what a powerful, powerful story you have. What a powerful interview. And, and it's um, far beyond what I expected. I mean, this way exceeded my expectations. So, like, dude, wow. Holy crap. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think I'm going to spend some money and promote this 
This is insane. This story is so good. If you don't write a book, I'm coming to Florida and I'm going to break your fingers so you can't ever write again or something. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I, I understand. Uh, Richard said that you're a ninja, so I won't try. <laughs> I'll bring some muscle with me. No, dude, this is freaking awesome, bro. Like you, you're, you're a rock star. You're, you're seriously like you're blessed. You're touched. You're freaking amazing. So I'm, thank you. I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that, you know, in the midst, you know, you can talk about financial problems, but there's people with real problems like cancer, right? Yeah. Like health problems, fam family issues that are just out of control. And so I, I feel really blessed and grateful. And uh, it's a fun game. Like, I, I guess the thing that I want to leave everybody at at a high note is just, first of all, if you have any questions, like obviously, you know, real estate agents, like we have things that we do for real estate agents that guarantee them a uh, quarter million dollars in income, <laughs> literally like paid based on results kind of thing. So it's like wow. they're not paying the deals actually close. Um, or if you just want to reach out about something else, like I'm going to give my email here if that's okay. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I want you to tell everybody First, I want you to tell everybody the best way to follow you, where to follow you. I, I want everybody that watches this that ha to please follow Joe because this, as you can see, the guy is definitely worth following. Thank you so much. Yeah, it'd be an honor to share my story and, and collaborate and connect with everybody. Um, you can find I have a Facebook page which is Joe Giletti. That's G I G. L I E T T I. I'm like Vaynerchuk. I have an impossible last name to spell, so. <laughs> Uh, so it's gig lie TTI, G I G L I E T T I. Um, and also, like, if you want to reach out to me personally, my email address is joe at exponentialreferrals.com. Now, that's a real estate website, so exponential, you can look that one up. And then referrals is two R's, R E F E R R A L S, referrals, exponentialreferrals.com. So it's joe at exponentialreferrals. It's joe at exponentialreferrals.com. And it's not, and it's not, I, I, for some reason, I thought it was always Giglietti. It's not. <laughs> they, they, whoever gave us that name spelled it wrong. I can tell you that. It's, it's pronounced Giletti, like spaghetti. I don't, I don't know why they spelled it that You way. said those darn Italians, they don't know how yeah. to spell. That's yeah. awesome, dude. Man, I tell you, I'm, I'm absolutely, um, I'm blown away by you, dude. I mean, here we've been friends for, I don't even know how many years now, three, four, five years. Yeah. And I did not know all this, man. Did not know it. Well, thanks for giving me a platform to share it. I hope it encourages somebody. Um, and, um, you know, I appreciate you enjoying the story, I guess. I didn't expect that much of a response. Thank you, sir. Dude, wow. I'm I'm really blown away. So um, somebody somebody said um, said asked if there's going to be a link to replay. Yes, this this will be this is evergreen. There's a marketing word. This is evergreen. It's going to be on Facebook forever until Zuckerberg shuts it down. Um, <laughs> plus, it's also on my YouTube channel. And make sure you look up Breakthrough Walls on iTunes. It'll be a video. It'll be available later on today on iTunes. This this will be, and it's a video podcast, so you have to watch it. So, dude, thank you, man. Great. So grateful, man. Thank you. You're awesome, dude. I'm grateful to you. Thank you. All right. Listen, everybody, if you didn't share this out, shame on you. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, please share it out. Come on, please. Because honestly, this story, this everybody needs to hear this. This is such an inspirational story. And, and you know, this guy was homeless a few years ago with his wife and kids. And now they're looking at building a, 
a two million dollar house that's that's absolutely phenomenal man absolutely phenomenal you rock you, brother you rock you rock thanks again for having me on the show everybody look forward to seeing you in social media world please reach out yes all right don't hang up on me yet joe okay. i'm gonna end the live stream you guys have an awesome day we will see you tomorrow thanks so much for sharing joe i appreciate you see you guys later